0: Hey, I'm so honored to be here today. My name is Adam, and I flew in from my, my daughter and I, Annabelle, flew in Friday from Idaho. And it's cold here, like cold. I was reading this story about uh, this woman who showed up late at her home, and there was a burglar in her house. And she, she wasn't one who carried a weapon or even had a weapon in the home. She didn't have pepper spray or bear spray. And she found this guy in her bedroom as she was turning on lights. And the only thing she had was a scripture that came to her mind. And so right away, she just quoted Acts 2.38, and the guy froze didn't move, actually stayed in that position until the police show, showed up in a few moments. And, and then as they were handcuffing him and putting him in the, uh, the, the car, they were just asking him, like, what in the world was going on? Like, how did, why did that scripture affect you so deeply? And he's like, scripture? What scripture? I heard she had an ax and two 38s. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> It's a knee slapper <laughs> Come on, somebody say, stir it up. Come on, somebody say, stir it up. Yeah. Colossians 3 15. Through seventeen, it says, "Let the peace of Christ." It's on the screen for you guys. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and 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 doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. Let the word of Christ, the message, the gospel, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your Lives, words, actions, whatever be done in the name of the Master Jesus. Thanking God the Father every step of the way. I have two big questions to ask you today and then two invitations. And I hope to unpack these questions for you. And the first question is this What will you do with what He put inside of you? And the second question is Whose hands will you entrust it to? What will you do with what He put inside of you? And whose hands will you entrust it to? So can I just pray for us today? Nine o'clock service, let's just pray. And how many of you guys can just feel God's presence? Like, I just sense that there are gonna be miracles today. There are gonna be wombs healed and hearts healed. And, and, and God is gonna be bringing victory to places where you have seen defeat. I am believing that today. I'm speaking that today. And so would you just put your hand over your heart today? And, and we're not gonna say, pledge of the allegiance. No, I just wanna pray over your heart today. Father, I pray right now. we would see a good dad. Open our eyes to see you rightly today. God, show us your glory. God, infuse your love and power today. God, I pray that we would see the strength that you are cultivating within us today. We trust you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say it. Amen. Yeah, right now in Christ, you have unlimited resources, unceasing strength, unequaled peace, and unfailing help. If you are in Christ, if you recognize that the Spirit of God lives within you today, you've got to get this in your hearts that you have unlimited resources, unceasing strength, unequaled peace, and unfailing help so you can face all things. That scripture in Philippians 4 that says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength wasn't supposed to be a bumper sticker scripture or something that we plaster on a refrigerator to remind us that today I can get through it, but rather it was supposed to be a life source, something that you built your life on, daily bread. The other scripture in Philippians 4, and if you want to find some incredible promises, read the book of Philippians. Those of you that need to seed the ground of your heart, Philippians is littered with just promises and the truths of God. But where it says in Philippians 4.19 that my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, that wasn't supposed to be a blog post, That wasn't supposed to be a hashtag on your social media, you know, platform. It was supposed to be the very thing that we started building decisions on, building a foundation on. The word of Christ that I read in Colossians says, let the word of Christ have the run of your house. Let the word of Christ, and he says, give it plenty of room in your lives, in your hearts. Why? So that you will walk in unlimited resources, how many of you guys want unlimited resources? And I'm talking about spirit here. How many of you guys know that you are more spirit than you are flesh? If you are in Christ, you are more spirit than you are flesh. And he says, if you let the word of God have the run of the house, unlimited resources, unceasing strength, unequaled peace, unfailing help so you can face 2023, so you can face the things that are in front of you, it's time, church. It's time to let the word of God have the run of your house. So if you brought your Bibles with me, I want to get to the crux of the message today. If you brought your discontentment devices, get on your Bible app, swipe with me. We're going to go right to Genesis 2-7. Tough crowd. Everybody have their coffee? They're offering free smells on your way out. You know what I mean? Okay. It says this in Genesis 2-7 on the screen in the message. It says, God formed man out of dirt from the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life then mankind if you read another translation it says mankind then mankind came alive a living soul i love this because it's not just an existing soul no it says that man came alive and today i want to stir something in you i want to stir something up in you i want i want you to see that you are alive today that you are not just here right now no you are present you are alive today everybody say i'm alive come on everybody in the house say i'm alive Yeah, so we're gonna come back to Genesis in just a moment, but I want to excavate something out of 2 Timothy 1, 1 through 7. And this is the crux of the message. I want to show you how much God lives within you, how much of his strength is in you, how much of his unfailing, unequaled peace is in you today. And I want you to see what Paul is writing to his spiritual son. He starts the letter off with this: Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, according to the promise of life in Christ. Jesus to Timothy my beloved son. Grace, mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience. How many of you guys want to serve with a clear conscience? How many of you guys want to be comfortable in your own skin? And he says that, and he says that the way my forefathers did is I constantly remember you, Timothy, in my prayers night and day, longing to see you, even as I recall your tears, so that I may be filled with joy for I am mindful of the sincere faith that is in you. Everybody say, in me. me. He says, that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and Clark, and your mother, Eunice. And I am sure that it is in you. Everybody say, "In in me. It is in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you. Everybody say, in me which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And it says in the New King James Version 6 and 7, it says, therefore, and you guys probably recognize this scripture. He says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. For God has not given you or I or or Timothy in this scripture. He says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Today, church, I want to preach, not long, for about three hours. And uh, <laughs> some of you guys are like, oh. <laughs> free smells. I need those free smells right now of coffee. No, I-, I want to preach to you not long today, but I want to title, subtitle Miracle Sunday, it is in you. It is in you. Church, the miracle is in you. The miracle is in front of you the miracle is next to you. The miracle is in you. Everything you need, everything that I need, everything God calls us to is in us. Church, it's in you. The ability to love when love is being withheld by somebody else, it's within you. The ability to to bridge, to be the bridge between those you disapprove of it's in you. Reconciliation and forgiveness is in you. Unity in a culture that is divided politically and spiritually and families and all these different things, unity is within you, church. The ability to break addictions and overcome depression and anxiety and mental illness, it is in you. Everything you need, everything God calls us to is in us. It's in you, church. And today I want to I grab a giant stir stick and pretend that this is like my giant bowl that I'm preparing to make some incredible Christmas cookies with, you know, red 40 and yellow five and all these things that are terrible for us. And it just tastes so good. And it, I want you to know that today I've come to stir something up within you. As Paul tells Timothy, stir it up. Everybody say, stir it up. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them it is in you. Come on, look at your neighbor right now. You got two neighbors. Look at your other neighbor. Say other neighbor. It's in you. Come on, tell them it's in you. Church, it's in you. So let's quickly go back to Genesis 2, 7 Um, in the message. I I love the message. I love uh, New American Standard. I encourage you, if you read one translation, read multiple ones because it gives you insight into context and, and the Bible is just so awesome sauce. So I just wanna invite you to just, Read it. It's so good. So let's go back to Genesis 2-7, where I kind of invited you to pause for a moment. It says that God formed mankind out of dirt. God formed man out of dirt. Now, if you know anything about the name Adam, which my parents gave to me, it means dirt. Now we were intentional with our kids. We've got four kids. We have we call it the big 3 who are in high school and then we have a 4-year-old. He was our unexpected gift, um Hudson and his name means just son of. Like, that's his name. Like Hudson means son of. Like, that's it. Like, he's son of Adam. That's just who he is. But we were intentional with our kids' names. Like, Annabelle means gracious beauty because we believe that as she continues to grow, and she is, if you meet Annabelle, you'll find that she is full of grace and full of beauty. And my son Micah, his name means humble, who is like our God. And and he is, you know, this athlete who is taller than me. Um, I, I pray that I'll be taller than my son one day. And, and uh, he plays sports with a humble attitude. His approach to people is is very um, humbling. And, and then my other daughter, Ainsley, she is just, her name means giver of life, giver of truth. And and everywhere she goes, she reminds her siblings of the truth that they are supposed to partner with. But it's true that you kind of take on your meaning. You take that on. And I was asking the Lord, like, what is the significance of my name? Because I know my parents weren't thinking, Adam, it means dirt, you know? And my parents don't talk that way, but, you know. But they they're they're just they named me Adam and I'm like okay so God you made mankind out of dirt and so I'm here to tell you today if you feel like you know your credentials or your intellect or your education or your experience gives you a platform or bragging rights this is a reminder that all of us come from dirt. Like if you were to look around right now, as I look at your faces and I look at some of you guys that have incredible hair, because I have hair envy right now, and I look at your your hair and (laughs) your faces, sorry, still stuck on the hair. And as I look at your faces, um, I'm looking around. If you look around, you'll see that all of us, according to the scriptures, all of us come from dirt. The, The Bible is very clear that we have all come from the ground of the earth. Come on, look around you, church, real quick. Just look around. Don't, don't marvel at people's hair. Just look around. Yeah, here's the reality. You're a dirtbag just like me. Like, that's just how it goes, right? So I have something for you today. They're, um, they're gonna bring it up. And I wanna show you something that has never, ever been seen on this platform today. At least, I don't know if, it's, I've never showed you guys this. On the, maybe it has been on the platform before, thank you back, I appreciate it. I love that this guy's a father and that his daughter is a miracle. Yeah. I don't know if you guys knew that, but I've been praying for your family and it's so cool to see your babies, your baby. And uh, you guys need to have like 20 more, 20 more, 20 more kids. All right. So this right here, can you guys see this? This is a cup of dirt. This is you. <laughs> You're like, where are you going? So hang with me for a moment today, because how many of you guys love just talking to the Lord? Like, he's a good dad. He wants to hear your voice. He, he wants to hear his sons and daughters. He loves hearing your voice. And I have these conversations with him, because if you think for a moment with me, um, when we think of dirt, we don't actually have a positive connotation when it comes to dirt, do we? Like, think with me for just a moment how much we actually even spend on our dirt, right? Like, we put deodorant. Hopefully, you came hygienically prepared. Your dirt was hygienically prepared to be sitting next to the person that is with you right now. Hopefully, some of us, we paint our dirt. I mean, there's, there's people in this room right now that you just came from the tanning bed, and you wanted your shade of dirt to look more like my shade of dirt, right? Right? No, I mean, think about how much we spend on our dirt ladies. Sometimes we get our dirt sucked and lifted and and tucked, and you know what I mean. Like we spend all this money on. Dirt, not realizing that it's just dirt, and dirt has never had that positive connotation in our culture. You, you've heard things like your mouth is dirty, or you're thinking dirty thoughts, or your mind, or you're cheap as dirt. And if the substance of something speaks to the significance of something, then God, what is making mankind out of dirt all about? Like, why choose to make us out of dirt? How many guys have seen God paint the sky? How many guys like looking at sunrises and sunsets? And in Idaho, you can see for days. I mean, there's mountains there and there's like no trees. There's like three and they're all in my backyard. It's like crazy. Like if you've ever been to the valley, Treasure Valley, it's beautiful and you can see for days. Did we get that on the screen? Did we get that? No, we didn't. Well, I was gonna show you a picture from the, doesn't matter, you can't see it. But the sun rises early in, in Idaho in the summer and in the fall, and I can go just before church. I get up before Jesus gets up, and, and I, I go up on this hill, and I wait for him to wake up, and, and I'm just, I love seeing the sun and the silhouette of the mountains and the sun rising over that. See, Jesus, God, our, our Savior, our God is an exterior and interior designer, he, he, we can see and marvel at the handiwork of our God through creation. We can look at and see the beauty of what he has done. He's a builder. He's a creator. He's a designer. And, and if you read scriptures and you even read about where we're headed to when it comes to eternity, when, it, when he's describing heaven, it says that the streets are made of gold. Isn't it interesting that we value gold here, but in heaven, it's under our feet. And it talks about the beauty of heaven and, and how God crafted it and designed it. And, but I, I was asking the Lord, like, you made us from dirt, your prized possession, right? And you sent your son to die for dirt. What is the significance of us being created from dirt? And I wanna encourage you with this, that we should find incredible gratitude that we serve not just a God, but he is a holy God he is a pure God, he is a good God, he is deity, he is righteous, and we serve a God who isn't afraid to get dirty. I mean, think with me for just a moment. If we go back to the beginning in Genesis, it reveals God's original intentions towards humanity. He designs and speaks everything visible into existence, right? He speaks it into existence. But when it comes to forming man and woman, you can read that in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. We're not gonna get into that right now. But when he gets to man, it says he formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. I wanna give you a picture today of how close and near Our God chose to come to the lowest thing on the earth. I mean, he speaks everything else into existence, but then when it comes to man, what does he do? He gets on his hands and his feet. I mean, this is God. And he forms man, and then his lips go on the dirt of humanity, and he breathes life. It rocks me because it's like... A lot of us think we've got to hide our dirt. We've got to hide our darkness. We've got to hide ourselves as Adam and Eve did in the garden. And, and it's like, no, 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 you don't understand. He's a God who isn't afraid to get dirty. He's a God who wants to come close in our time of need and put his lips on the nostrils of your life. I hope that this re- reveals to you that you realize how valuable, how glorious you were created to be that there is a gift, there is something in you that you are not just dirt, but you are dirt with something inside. You guys still here? And so I love Genesis. I love um, the book of Genesis. You gotta read that's like one of my favorite books and you've got to read it in all translations like I was saying, but I love that it's the only creation that he brings close to his face, that he brings close to his breath of life. And it's the only part of creation that he puts his hands on and he breathes his life into. Only God can take a great mess and turn it into greatness. Now that's like a little pastorism for you, but you missed it. It was pretty awesome. God can work with dirt and God can work with you. It doesn't matter how dirty and how broken you are, he still chooses to come close and put his lips on the nostrils of your life. So, so why? Still like, okay, this is amazing. God, like you came close, but my name means dirt. So what's the validity of dirt? Did you know that dirt is the only environment that a seed can grow? Why not make us out of gold? We're your prized possession. Why not make us out of platinum? Why not make us out of something else? Another compound, like, why dirt? And it's like, because it's the only environment that a seed can grow in. Seeds don't grow on gold. They don't grow on metal. You guys know that? Seeds can't even grow on wood. Church, dirt is the only element that God has formed us from that seeds can grow. What am I saying? There's an environment in you for God's character and nature to grow. Don't count yourself out from being not just a person of God, but a son and daughter of God, that you are one to carry his nature. You see, there's a difference between Christians and those who carry the nature of the Father. Because they've, they've allowed God to do something within their hearts. And it's, it's a seed that has taken, taken root. 2 Peter 1.4, it says it's on the screen. Through these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. So that, everybody say, so that. So that by them, you may become partakers of the divine nature. Shoot, dang. You got to get this today. Like, I don't know if you're seeing this, but the scripture is actually calling you to more that you're invited to more, that you weren't just to be someone who is a cup of dirt sitting up here, right? Waiting and, and just existing. No, you, you actually have the opportunity to allow the seeds of the kingdom to be rooted in your heart, to be a partaker of the divine nature of God. Yeah, I'm preaching to somebody. And here's a power statement on the screen. Take a picture of this. Write this on your, you know, the tablet of your hearts. Tattoo it on your lower back. It says this. Some of us, we have enough of God to make us decent, but God wants to give you more of him to make you dynamic. You see, some of us have enough of God to make us decent, but not enough of God to make us dynamic. And God wants to raise up dynamic sons and daughters of God. I'm calling you today to see the gift inside of you. Everything you need, everything God calls you to is in you, church. Now, I love this scripture in 2 Timothy 1 because Paul is writing to his spiritual son and I wanna give you some context. This is very important. Can you imagine getting a text message from Paul? Because he sent... Timothy a letter, and it's like getting a text message from whoever you value as success, someone that you've always wanted to meet. Like, Paul was a big deal. This guy wrote a third of the New Testament. His letters started revival in multiple regions um, during that time. His pain tolerance and his conviction for the gospel being preached. How many guys remember the story of Paul getting beat up to almost death, thrown out of the city? He comes back alive basically after 13 hours, starts crawling and then walking back into the city to preach the good news. I mean, this guy was a bad dude. I mean, so bad but good, so bad that when, he, um, when, the, when the demons were actually approached by other disciples and these disciples are trying to cast out demons, this is crazy, the demons spoke to the disciples and they said, Jesus we know of and Paul we've heard of. And so they take Paul and put him right next to you, like second after Jesus, because Paul's a big deal. So imagine getting a text message from this guy, Paul, and he's like talking to you, and he's like, like these, are, these are his last words. Scholars have said this, these are the words of a dying man. So you're, right now, we're eavesdropping on the psychology of a dying man. And he says this to Timothy. Wouldn't you say something that's going to hold some value if it was your deathbed? Right? I guarantee if you had 24 hours to live, you're not going to go grab a bucket, a bucket of chicken and go watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Once it was Popeye's, then I, you know, I mean, I guess it might be worth it, but you know what I mean? Like, no, he's like, here's my last letter and I need to tell you, Timothy. And so these are the, these are like important words. And what does he say in verse six? And church, I believe he is saying it over the Freedom Center. He is saying it over Grand Blanc and, and Mississippi. I didn't even know there was a Mississippi Freedom Center wherever you are down there. <laughs> What's the name of the city? Ponta talk. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. He said this, and he says this over our hearts. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. Stekroth's. Yeah. Hi. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. Coxes. Stir up the gift of God that is within you. Mom, stir up the gift of God that is within you. He says this, and these are his dying words to the church and to a spiritual son. So this is pretty much a big deal. So that first big question, I only had two. How many of you guys know it's a miracle when the pastor says he only has two things to share with you today, right? First big question of life, what will you do with what he put in you? what will you do with what he put in you, church? Not what did your neighbor do? Not what did your pastor do? Not what what did your president do or that leader? Not, Not even what your spouse did. No, what will you do with the gift that God put inside of you? See, some of us think that God is going to say to us on that day, because Jesus says on that day, well done, good, my faithful servant. A lot of us think he's going to say, well thought, my good and faithful servant. Some of us unintentionally believe that he'll say, well hashtagged, well blogged, well said, well dreamed, my good and faithful servant. No, that's not what he says in Matthew. What does Jesus say in Matthew 25, 23? He says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Implication. You did something with what he gave you. You did something with what he put inside of you. You, you did something with what he breathed inside of you. It doesn't say, well done, my good and faithful slave. Notice it doesn't say slave. So it says servant, which implies choice. Nor does it say, well done, my son. Because I used to think like, God, you're not going to say servant to me because you're such a good dad. You're going to call me son. And the reality is you can't change the Bible. He's going to say, yes, you are my son. But I'm going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, because it implies surrender a choice to surrender. And I want to come back to that word surrender in just a moment, but there's a gift on the inside of you, church. What will you do with what God put inside of you? A writer put it this way. It's on the screen. The tragedy of life is not death, but rather what we let die inside of us while we still live. Another writer wrote this. The wealthiest place on the earth is a cemetery because buried in the cemetery are dreams that never became reality songs, books, and art that we never got to sing, read, or see. What will you do with what he put inside of you? Church, it's time to stir up the gift. It's time to stir up the the miracle. It's time to stir up the, the calling of God. Today's miracle is in you. It's not something that you have to reach for. It lives within you. He breathed his very breath and you are created in the image of God. There's more to you than meets the eye. I hate quoting Optimus Prime, but I just did. There's more to you. Everything you need, everything God calls you to is in you. Come on, say to your neighbor, stir it up. Yeah, it's time to stir it up, church. It's time to stir it up. This thing right here, this cup of dirt. You got to stir up all of the anxiety. You got to stir past the depression. You got to stir past your insecurities. You got to stir past even what culture will dictate as truth to you. You got to stir past those things. And when you begin to cultivate, when you begin to stir, guess what? You guys saw this in here. What in the world is this? I Come on. I know this is corny, but this is so cool. This, This right here is a gift. You know what I love about this illustration that you will never forget? Is that you didn't know there was a gift inside of there. And I'd like to believe today that believers who are dormant, who think that they've been counted out, who've had a, a family origin that is pretty traumatizing or even a, a marriage that's been pretty rocky or have gone through a divorce that has left debris or whatever that it is, that there are people in this room that don't, don't realize that there is still a gift inside of you. That, that the creator of the universe, he put this inside of you. He breathes his very life in you. He he, he put this inside of your hearts, and you know what I love about that is despite all of that dysfunction that you may be from, regardless of what has been said about you, church, you got to get this today, that just because you may be overly more dirty than your neighbor is, doesn't negate the fact that there is a gift inside of you. That this is a power statement. Do I have this on the screen? Oh, yeah, my behavior, this is so good. I guess I wrote it differently. Our dysfunctional background, our poor behavior can't change the gift of Jesus that he had put inside of all of us. It can't change it. It can't change it. It can't change it, church. There is something within you. And how many times have we changed our minds about others? How many times have others changed their mind about you? How many times have you changed your mind about God? And how many times has God chosen to still choose you and not change his mind about you? That he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I hope that gives you a holy confidence today. Keyboard guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need some emotion here. Evoke some emotion. That'd be great. Tough crowd. It's time to stir it up. So let's look at Paul's last words. I, I want to land the plane here. This is so good. And I have dirt all over my hands. It's so great. But it's organic, so I should lick, it, lick my fingers, I guess, essentially. So, 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. I want you to see this again. I want to bring it before you. It says, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you, through the laying on of my hands. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift. Again, this is the NIV, which is in you, through the laying on of hands. For God is not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, discipline, and a sound mind. Now, we could end right there, but you need to know something. We, we could just stop and say, you know what? It's time. Yeah, Adam, I, I feel like it's time to, to draw close to God. I feel like it's time to stir this thing within my heart. And we could end it right there, but how many guys know it will be a struggle if you believe you can handle your dirt and your gift? Like it's not enough to know that I have something incredible within me. It's not even enough to know to see it and be aware of it and then to to start living in it. You've got to know that you actually weren't designed to handle it. Freedom Center, you here. That, That question, that last big question is whose hands will you entrust your gift to? Right? Because true freedom is when you take your dirt and you take your gift, you take your life and, and your questions and you surrender it to God. Whose hands? will you entrust your gift to? See, life is predicated on whose hands you've surrendered your gift to. The impact of your gift, the impact of your life, the impact of your words, the the impact of who you are is predicated on whose hands you give it to. If you were to give me a basketball and we were to go to Dick's, is there a Dick's out here? Dick's Sporting Goods? Yeah, it's like 20 times more expensive than any other sporting store. If you were to go to Dick's and buy a a basketball for $49.99, right, because of inflation, and you got this basketball, in my hands, it's $49.99. But in the hands of Stephen Curry, it's worth $10 million. If you were to give me a, um, you know, a, a a golf club. If you were to go golfing with me, you would hate me. You'd be frustrated right away because I'm out there just to have fun and and I don't care which way the ball goes. Matter of fact, I hope it goes into the rough or into the forest because it makes it more challenging and fun. Anybody else golf like that? No. Yeah, that's why you wouldn't golf with me. Um, But no, but if you put that same golf club in the hands of Tiger Woods, champion. Whose hands are you entrusting what God has given you, church? I mean, come on, think with me for a moment. If If you were to give me a slingshot today and and I was to pull back the slingshot and I got my stone and, and I would maybe hit the back of the wall without hitting anybody here, but you take that same slingshot and you put it in the hands of David and he will slay a giant and change a nation. You give me a hammer and nails or you know, you give Pat Whiting a hammer and nails. I've, I've, I've flipped five homes in my lifetime and I've built benches and tables and I'm a handy guy. So I like, I like creating and building, but you take those same nails and you put them in the hands of Jesus. Healing and victory is released. Abundant life is released. Hope to the hopeless is released. Power and strength is released. Whose hands will you entrust what God has put in you, church? Because life is predicated on whose hands that you have surrendered to Freedom Center. Today, God doesn't just want to clean you up, He doesn't just want to fashion you. He's fashioning you for a purpose, for a reason. There's something greater than a healing, and you know what it is? It's purpose. There's something greater than me looking like I know what I have, you know, that I have it all together. There's something greater than me, you know, uh, being victorious in different areas and, and breaking through the ceiling of knowledge and accumulating whatever that it is. There's something greater, and it's called purpose today. That when you entrust God with the gift that is inside of you, church, it's multiplied exponentially. It has legacy. There's an inheritance. There's a, there's a transformation that takes place because of your surrender. And I'm here to tell you that it's time to put what is inside of you in the hands of Jesus. Tomorrow is always yesterday until you surrender it to Christ, until you surrender your life to Jesus. If you're struggling, maybe it's because you're, you're trying to handle it alone. You, you keep giving your thoughts in your life to fear, to the unknown, to doubt, to disappointment, to the what-ifs. It is time to put your life in His hands. It is time to, to put that relationship or the lack of relationship or that empty feeling, to put that desire in His hands. It's time to put that business or your finances. It's time to put that child in His hands. It is time to entrust the gift That God has given you to Him in His hands because true freedom is in your surrender. Power statement on the screen. Your victory is found in your surrender. Your prosperity is found in your surrender. Your healing is found in your surrender. Your breakthrough, church, is found in you just trusting a good Father. I call Freedom Center today to know it is in you. And that the gospel of Christ, the breath of the Lord, is greater than any ism on the planet earth. And it lives within you. Because everything you need and everything God calls you to lives within you, church. Can you just feel that there's a miracle living within you? And today, maybe you're here, and you're like, Adam, I just I just came in to punch in, man. I, I, I didn't even know it was Miracle Sunday. Or, or you're like, man, I, I came in and I, I thought this was gonna be like about something else. And I'm here to tell you today that if you feel dead on the inside or you feel empty or you have a lot of questions and you feel distant from God. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Our world thinks that. He didn't come to make bad people good. And it's good people don't go to heaven. Like it's it's nothing to do with that. It's forgiven people. It's people in relationship with a good father, knowing who he is and knowing who they are so they know what to do. And he came to make dead people alive, to reveal who you really are so that we would carry the very nature of Jesus. And so here's what I wanna do, two invitations today. Today I wanna invite you, if you're here today, and maybe you, uh, maybe you got drugged to church, right? Maybe you came because you wanted to see that really cool Christmas tree on the right and the left. You know, I love Christmas. I love this time of the year. Um, those of you that are wearing red sweaters, I'm distracted right now. I just think it's so wonderful. Merry Christmas to you. Um, but maybe you're here today, and you're like Adam. I want to have a relationship with a good dad. I don't know God is a good dad. As a matter of fact, I haven't had a good dad. And I'm here to tell you today that, that God is the perfection of a father. He's not the reflection of our earthly fathers. He's the OG dad. He didn't have a dad before him to screw him up. He is a good dad. And today he wants to call you son and he wants to call you daughter. And he invites you close because he chose to put his lips on the nostrils of your life you were dirty and filthy and stinky and yet deity gets on his hands and his knees and says I want you close you're here today and you're like Adam I don't have a relationship with him today I'm just going to ask real quick if you guys would bow your heads with me and, and believers sons and daughters you'd be praying right now today in this moment salvation would come to this house and you're here and you're like I. Adam, I want to know this good dad. I want to know this man. I, I want to feel him. I want to see him. I want to be empowered by him. And you're here today and your heads are bowed and you would say, Adam, that's me. You're here today. Would you simply just lift your hand? Don't say that's me. Come on, just a, an act, yeah. And then put it right back down. Anybody else? Yeah. Come on, anybody else? Yeah. Can we all pray this prayer together in this house today? Well, let's all say this together. family, let's do this. Jesus. I say yes. I confess you are Lord. Forgive me of my sin. You're a good dad. Teach me what a good dad is like in Jesus name. Yeah. Church, miracles happened just this morning in just in that moment. The miracle is within you. Will you stir up the gift that God has put inside of you? So can I close with this scripture on the screen with you guys? Oh man, it says I'm 11 minutes over. How many guys give me two more minutes? Two, four, six, eight. All I need is eight. Great, that's awesome. All right, so uh, um, <laughs> Genesis 1, 27 and 28. I mentioned it in, the, in the, the message, but I want you to see it. I want you to see the truth of God. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, God blessed them. Now, pause for just a moment. Those are three of my favorite words in that f- first scripture of 28. Isn't that crazy? Some of us just read scripture and we blow past like all this great truth. Notice that after he creates man and woman, what does he, what does it, what does he do? He blesses them. You gotta hear me today. You can't give what you don't have. And a lot of us, we, we think we can give love, but we've never received the Father's love. A lot of us think we can give resources, but we don't even have the Spirit's heaven supply within us. You can't give what you don't have. And so what does God do? Before he tells them to do anything, it says that God blessed them, and then he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over everything. I'm looking at a bunch of rulers today. I'm looking at a bunch of generous people today. I'm looking at a bunch of lovers today. I'm looking at a bunch of people who love to forgive, who are bold in their faith, who know who they are because God has given you something. Michigan, he's given you a win again. Come on. <laughs> but this is true. God bless them. Notice man hasn't done anything to prove he is worthy of blessing. And I'm tired of seeing believers with their heads hung low, thinking they don't have anything to give. He's blessed you, church. He's given you something. Stop saying you're not worthy. Stop saying that you're not enough. Because he says you are, or he wouldn't put his lips on your life. You're created in the image of God, and then he gives you something. I love this because I think that I have to earn something in order to be something in the presence of God. And here they did nothing, and he blessed them immediately. What does that reveal? That reveals to us that our God is a God who begins with blessing. And the people of God are a people of God who begin with blessing. That when you start blessing and giving and sharing and loving and serving, you haven't looked any better than that moment right there. You look like your dad. It's a dream of mine to be like my dad. My dad's not here because he died when I was 16, and I had a dad that could beat up your dad. (laughs) I I had an incredible father, and it is my heart to be like him. And I would hope our aim as believers, if we're in Christ, is to be like our dad, and he begins to with blessing, and he invites us to do the same. Today is Miracle Sunday, not not because it's about money, but because it's about a seed. Church, you see, I was a seed. There was a a Miracle Sunday that was done, and I was a seed in that. My mom kneeling and praying at her bedside every single night for her family and her kids. I was a part of that seed. Pastor Jim and Dina, I'm a son of this house. Like, I, I... When they came I was my dad and I were the ones that took care of the uh, the grounds we cut the grass I chopped down trees and ran over things and you know it was great 15 years old and when pastor Jim and Dina came here they planted seeds in my heart I, I was given something because someone believed in me church miracle sunday is about believing and someone else, it's about believing in another cup of dirt. It's about believing in another Adam, and it's about stirring up the gift that is inside of them. Church, today is our opportunity. I know you guys have been praying for this. You guys have been anticipating this. Like, what is God going to do in 2023? Like, what is God going to do? I'll say this: I, I just have a biblical optimism. I am full of tremendous hope. I've been accused of. Of having incredible hope always and I said well that's a good thing because God doesn't see a hopeless situation did you know nothing is hopeless in the kingdom of God and so I want to I want to live like that I want to believe like that and I want to call this house I want to call this church to this moment today to believe in a seed and to plant a seed to give to, to partner with your truest identity, to partner with what God has spoken over you. I want to challenge you to give God something he can bless. My wife and I, I told her today's Miracle Sunday, and I said, you gotta, you gotta get online, and you gotta give, because it's, it's part of what's happening here. We were a recipient of this place. We were sent from this house. For those of you who don't know, we were sent essentially from this house, and didn't know where we were gonna go, and we went to Idaho, and a church that was closing its doors of 45 people, average age, 75 years old. My kids made up the children's ministry. They were really little then 10 years ago and, and they believed in us and we believed in them. And three services later, two building you know, expansions and now we're doing another one because we literally have to turn people away. Um, it was just a seed. That's all it was. So it's not about a dollar amount. It's about being sons and daughters, and being like our dad, and saying, "I'm entrusting you with something, God, and in your hands you will multiply. In your hands you'll take a $49 basketball and turn it into $10 million, because that's what He does. That's what He does with what is inside of you today. So I I know that there's there's Pastor Jim called them um, strong, angry, mean people in the back of the walls. I said, "Ah." Um, no, there's these beautiful people that are back there. And today is Miracle Sunday. There are pledge cards that are in front of you today. I'm receiving the offering today. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to receive the offering for the Freedom Center. It's not coming to me. I'm, I'm sowing with you guys. I want to challenge you guys or came with your pledge cards. Some of you guys have been praying for for months about this. I want to invite you today to steward the gift that is inside of you. You saw those testimonies. I don't even, Are you're here. What is your name? Mom and is, was, were you on the TV screen? Yeah, what's your name? Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for making us all cry um, as service started. Yeah, 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 yeah. Church, a seed. Like, I, I want to invite you today. You came ready. You came ready to partner. Maybe you're like, Adam, just, I want to challenge you. If you call yourself a son and daughter, I invite you to know who you are so you know what to do that when you, go, when you sow, when you give, when you love, when you partner with heaven, that stories, origin stories, are rewritten for the kingdom of God. And today I want to invite you to partner with the Freedom Center. I'm partnering with the Freedom Center. I believe in this house and I love this place and, and I miss this place. But I am so grateful to see beautiful sons and daughters of God know who they are sow into something incredibly powerful that God will multiply so today here's what I want to do that those pledge cards you know what it is I want to challenge you today maybe you're hearing like Adam I don't have much but what is God asking you to steward maybe it's just serving this will be a year of serving I want to challenge you start serving man Start giving your talent, your treasure, your talent, and your and your time. But Whatever that it is, whatever it is that you can do, God will multiply. God will use it for his kingdom. He'll purpose it for someone else. And I want to challenge you today. Come on, let's dream with God for 2023 that there are no hopeless situations. Can we stand together and can I just pray over you? Everything we need and everything God calls us to is already in you. So I speak to the offering today. I speak to the offering of your heart. I speak to the spirit of your life. I speak to the soul of every family and individual that's in this room today. I'm praying right now, church, so we can pray with our eyes open. Did you guys know that? We can just pray. We can go for it. I speak to every soul right now in Jesus' name. I pray for increase, and I pray for multiplication, I pray for victory, God. I pray for intimacy and in marriages, God, greater connection and relationships, Father. I pray that there'd be healing that would sweep across this room, across these families, and across Fenton and Lyndon and Holly and Grand Blank and Heartland, Father. I pray that your spirit would come and rearrange our hearts to see you rightly, God. I pray for the children and, and souls that are here today that don't have a good dad or don't know of a good dad, that they would see you for the first time as it could follow. God, I call truth to come forth from this house. God, I pray that right now you'd cancel the, the, the plans of the enemy, God, over every heart, over every soul in this room. I pray what is given today would transform the world, would go to the nations, God, and would resurrect truth in every community, in every home, Father, because where your truth is, there is freedom. And so, God, I pray this would be the anthem of our hearts today. God, stir up something great within us. Jesus, stir up the gift that is within us. Church, repeat after me. Say, Jesus. I say, Yes. Stir me up. Come on, say it. Stir me up. Stir me up. Father, I pray right now that you would continue to do that. God, stir up the gift that is within us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe that today, say amen. Amen. God bless you guys as you leave. The buckets are available on the way out. Thanks for coming today. We'll see you soon.